Welcome into this preview episode of the Cyclone Scoop. I'm Alex Halstead. It's week one, and today we are taking a look at the Northern Iowa Panthers. We're going to be doing these preview episodes throughout the 2019 season. I'll bring on a writer to help break down Iowa State's opponent. Today, I'm going to be bringing on Jim Nelson of the Waterloo Cedar Falls Courier. We'll get to him in just a bit. But before that, I did want to go through a quick overview of what to expect in this week one matchup against you and I. The Panthers are coming off the FCS playoffs, and they are number 18 in the stats FCS preseason poll. Iowa State, though, has opened as an 18.5 favorite in this game. That's the highest line favoring the Cyclones in this series since the Cyclones were a 13-point favorite against the Panthers in 2015. This is also Iowa State's highest season opening line in at least a decade, though the over-under is actually set pretty low at 41.5. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, ESPN's Football Power Index gives Iowa State a 93.6% chance to beat the Panthers and move to 1-0 in the 2019 season. But as we've seen in the last decade, the Panthers have upset potential. They uh, are a team that is built really well at the FCS level, and they've competed and beaten FBS schools uh, through the last decade or so. Uh, that starts this year with you and I being an experienced bunch, and uh, that's one of the ways that uh, those upset alerts sometimes pop up. An FCS program is good in the trenches, brings in experience. Those are two things that the Panthers have in 2019. You and I returns eight starters on each side of the ball. Let's start on the off offensive side of the ball. They do not return their starter at quarterback. Eli Dunn is gone. A 12-game starter from a year ago is replaced by redshirt freshman Will McIlvain at quarterback. Uh, McIlvain, we talked about on the last episode of the Cyclone Scoop, is a product from Des Moines Lincoln and a kid that was at one point committed to Iowa State, uh, committed to Iowa State actually in September 2017, a few months later flipped to Northern Iowa and now he will be making his first career start at Jack Trice Stadium. While they are breaking in a new quarterback, the Panthers do have a lot of experience around their signal caller, and that's led by Briley Moore at tight end, a 6'4", 215-pound tight end. He's a preseason All-American at the F FCS level, and uh, Matt Campbell has uh, highlighted him a couple times in previewing the Panthers this week. Moore was the leading receiver for the Panthers last season, catching 39 passes for 536 yards and four touchdowns. In fact, you and I returned its top six receivers from last season outside there, led by Jalen James, who had 400 yards receiving last season. They do lose their near thousand yard rusher and Marcus Waymiller from a season ago, but Trevor Allen comes back and he had 600 plus yards last season and was actually, I think, the leading rusher against Iowa State back in 2017. So the Panthers do have a lot of playmakers around their young quarterback, uh, and that's the thing that really stands out to Iowa State leading up to this game. In fact, here's what Matt Campbell had to say about what Iowa State sees on film from the UNI offense. This is a really skilled football team coming in here, for especially, you know, a great challenge for all of our guys on the defensive side. And, um, you know, I really do. I, I love their I love their receiving core. I love their tight end. And, you know, I love what what they've got coming back at tailback. So it, it's a it's a good challenge for us early on. You're, you're talking about guys that have been in the program for a long time have made critical plays for this team and you know I, I think they've done a great job of, of collecting and and really looking and putting themselves in a great position offensively 
flipping over to the defensive side of the ball. You and I does have some experience up front on the defensive line with a couple upperclassmen there. You move to their defensive backfield. They've got some upperclassmen there as well. But it's that middle level that could be the key area for Iowa State to exploit the linebacker position for the Panthers. Has some inexperience, has some new names, and uh, that could be an area where as you and I breaks in some new guys, Iowa State can find ways um, to exploit it. Here's what Matt Campbell had to say, though, about the UNI defense, which could give Iowa State's young offense, in some ways, uh, some different looks. Defensively, they are multiple. I mean, in, in, in so many ways, a lot of different fronts, um, a lot of different coverages. And I, again, I, I, it forces you, especially some young guys on our side of the football, to really be honed in and in, in knowing and in, in really trying to identify. And I think that's the challenge with the first game. You know, you, you don't really know what you're going to get, and you, you work really hard to try to get and pin that down. But um, I think, again, so much comes back to can we be disciplined, take care of the football, do the little things right, you know, and I think you see that in the opening weekend all over the place, and you saw a little bit last weekend in those football games. You know, it's just you can you can put yourself at a real disadvantage real fast, and especially offensively when there is a multiple defense and you really don't know exactly what you're getting early on. It'll be critical for us to make great adjustments throughout the game. So we just heard from Matt Campbell on Northern Iowa's offense and defense. Let's wrap this up with a few keys to the game. The first one seems obvious, but Iowa State's got to limit turnovers. We just heard from Matt Campbell about the different looks that Northern Iowa could give Iowa State's offense. And in some ways, there's some young players out there. You look at the receiver position and Joe Skates and Sean Shaw Jr., even new guys like LaMichael Petway and Darren Wilson. They're still learning this offense. They're still coming along in this offense. Uh, then you look to the backfield. Johnny Lang might be a redshirt sophomore, but not a lot of career carries. Brees Hall, a true freshman, first college game. So Iowa State's going to have some young guys out there. They've got to be able to adjust and adapt to the different looks that Northern Iowa is going to throw at them. And that's probably one of the biggest keys offensively is taking care of the ball, whether it's in the running game or, you know, Brock Purdy finding his guys. Because we saw, and Matt Campbell referenced it there a minute ago, the Miami-Florida game. Turnovers can really completely change that, especially in the season opener. There's going to be mistakes, uh, but you've got to limit the turnovers um, and find ways to keep that ball moving. I think that's one of the biggest keys for Iowa State offensively is to try to play as clean of a game as possible uh, because I think they've got the offensive weapons and they've got the tools and they've got a quarterback in Brock Purdy that if they can keep the ball, uh, they should find ways to put up points um, throughout the game. Defensively, I think, is kind of the biggest thing here, and that goes back to the beginning at the over-under of 41-and-a-half. I think that number, how low that is, uh, really signifies maybe what odds makers and models uh, think is going to be a low-scoring game, and maybe that stems from Iowa State's defense uh, being able to slow down the UNI offense. The key to that is stopping the run. When you look at, back at Iowa State's defensive success last season, it almost always stemmed in a game from being able to stop the run or slow the run. And I think that's the big key here. If Iowa State can contain Trevor Allen and make the rookie quarterback uh, make some throws, I think that really sets up that defense well. And that kind of transitions into the third point, the third maybe key to the game. That's to make Will McIlvain uncomfortable. This is his first career start. It's going to be at Jack Trice Stadium, a big environment. Uh, we've heard a lot of different things and a lot of positives about McIlvain's game. He's a, a kid that you know can get out and escape the pocket. He's dynamic. He can run. Uh, but if Iowa State makes him, you know, make some throws by stopping the run, uh, then I think that puts him in a situation where maybe he can get a little bit uncomfortable and uh, they have a little bit easier time. But if, if uh, you and I is able to run the ball, 
and uh, McIlvain, uh, you know, has some of that pressure taken off his shoulders, can get out of the pocket and make some plays, then that I think that allows the Panthers to get going a little bit. So if I was thinking stop the run and uh, make McIlvain make some throws and get him uncomfortable, I think that sets up that defense for some success. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for a quick look at you and I. So let's bring in Jim Nelson from the Waterloo City to Falls Courier to get a closer look at the Panthers. Uh, Jim, you've been at the paper since 1998, but uh, how long have you covered you and I? Have you covered it that whole time, or what year did you get going on the Panthers? This will be my fifth season with the Panthers. I've, uh, I've actually uh, been on uh, different beats throughout my uh, career. I was with uh, I covered the Iowa beat in the mid uh the mid uh, nineteen uh, or mid two thousands, and then early in the two thousand tens or so, I covered Iowa State. I, I covered the Pinstripe Bowl, the Liberty Bowl, with the Cyclones, and then uh, you know they switched me over to U and I beat five years ago uh, from the Iowa State beat, uh, and uh, been on it ever since. I've been uh, a few playoff games with them, or a few playoff runs with them, and you know uh, just uh, having uh, having a good time covering college football. Yeah, I mean, when I think of you and I and, and you know, getting the latest on, on the Panthers, you're the first one that comes to mind. So I wanted to bring you on and, you know, get some thoughts on this team because, you know, from from my perspective over here in central Iowa, it's an interesting team. You know, you look at this you and I team, they lose quarterback Eli Dunn, who I think threw for the fourth most touchdowns in, in you and I history. You lose near 1,000-yard rusher and uh, Marcus Waymiller, a couple key guys on, on defense, but – you and I still the number 18 team preseason, according to the media poll, and uh, picked fifth in uh, the Missouri Valley in what is always a good conference. So there's obviously still some expectations there. What is kind of the feeling over in, in Cedar Falls about what people can expect uh, from this UNI team and, and what they might do in this season opener? Yeah, you know, yeah, there's a lot. There's some questions, but I, I think there's so many. Uh, they have so many players back. I think there's a really good nucleus of offensive players back from uh, the skill positions. Uh, you know, you look at Trevor Allen, he rushed for 600 yards. He's a three kid from Waukee. He's rushed, uh, he's rushed for probably, uh, you know, almost 1500 yards in his career. You know, a very good uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. They got a bunch of nice receivers back, Jalen James, uh, Jalen Rima. And then uh, they're getting back Isaiah Weston, who was a Missouri Valley conference, uh, all freshman team as a, freshman two years ago and then last year third practice in the in the fall or preseason it's not fall when you're thinking august but he blew out an acl so he's back he's looking good he's six five he's you know 220 a big target out there uh you know he brings something to offense they bring bring back three or four guys that started along the offensive line you know and then uh defensively you look across the linebacking core uh it's not totally raw but they're like uh, they're really first time starters i Junior college transfer out of Iowa Center, Spencer Cuvalier is going to be the man in the middle, new man in the middle, 6'4", 240. Looks good so far in practice. Uh, you know, and they got some experience up front. And then they're, they're probably the strengths of maybe their defensive backfield. Xavier Williams is one of the top quarterbacks in the Missouri Valley Conference and perhaps all of FCS. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of pieces there. I think there's some general excitement. Obviously, they have a big question at quarterback what they're going to get out of that play. Um, I'm sure we're going to get into that a little bit here. But, you know, there's some, but there's a, a lot of pieces people like. And, you know, when you look into this valley, it does, you know, after North Dakota State, really, you know, and maybe even South Dakota State, anywhere of two through seven, you almost could toss all those names into a hat. And it's just on that given day who comes out on top. And more times or not, you and I have come out on top in those years. And, you know, uh, uh, I think I think they I picked them to finish third in the league. I, 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 that's how much confidence I got them and how much talent I think they have. 
uh, just seeing them and, you know, maybe I have a warped, uh, you know, look at it because I see them all the time. I get to watch a little bit of practice. So I know a little bit more, but I, I just think, no, based on what I've seen in previous years, uh, it's, it's going to be a good you and I team. They're going to, they're going to come down. They're going to play hard. Uh, they've got some playmakers, um, uh, and uh, on both sides of the ball. So I, I think they'll, they'll give the, the Cyclones a, a good challenge. You know, I, I, I can't predict what's going to happen, but I think it's going to be, they're going to come out and they're going to compete hard. You did touch on there. You said we'll get into the quarterback uh, talk, and that is what I wanted to start with because, you know, Eli Dunn, I think, started 12 games last year. That's been a, a battle, you know, for the Panthers in, in the offseason and leading into fall camp. And it ends up being redshirt freshman Will McIlvain uh, from Des Moines-Lincoln. Uh, the interesting thing, obviously, there in this matchup is uh, McIlvain committed to Iowa State as a preferred walk-on in September 2017. You know, fast forward to that February and uh, he, the Northern Iowa opportunity popped up. And, and now a couple years later, he's going to be making his first start uh, at Jack Trice Stadium. Matt Campbell opened the week by saying, you know, the, the real great challenge for Iowa State is quarterback. You know, Iowa State's seen, seen this kid, you know, a kid that uh, passed for more than 2,000 yards and rushed for more than 1,000 yards as a senior in high school is kind of that dynamic dual threat guy is what Matt Campbell said. And so they, they've they seen him because they scouted him through high school to get him as a preferred walk-on, and now they're going to face him. How did how did he win that battle, and, and what do you think you know people should expect to see out of him in that specific offense? You know, uh, I'll go right back from the start. You know, when he committed to Iowa State, I believe they wanted him to play defensive back. And as time went on, I think he wanted to be a cyclone. As time went on, his love of playing quarterback, he wanted to be a college quarterback. And that's where you and I came in the picture. And I think they said, we'll give you a chance. You know, here's Eli Dunn. In two years, you'll have a chance to be our starter. And, and I think that's how he jumped, and that's how he ended up here in Cedar Falls. But uh, he won the job just through consistency. It started last year. He came on campus right away last year in preseason. I remember seeing him in a couple of early season uh, workouts. And I go, I, I didn't recognize the guy. And uh, I asked Farley after more, and Farley just immediately was a uh, big time in talking about Will McIlvain. I mean, this guy's going to play, this guy's going to play. He's already, he's already, you know, making, opening up all our eyes on our offensive staff. So uh, he's, uh, you know, and so really right away. And then when it came and then uh, there's quarterback story last year, they had Eli Don and his backup was Colton Howell and Colton suffered a, a shoulder or was bad into a shoulder injury. And so he didn't take a lot of reps in practice. Will got all those reps as a number two guy last year during the late in the year, last six weeks or so he got almost all those reps. And then into the spring, he was battling an incumbent Jacob Keller, who's been around the program three years, a very good athlete was an, uh, a division one basketball recruit decided he wanted to come try to give his, you know, uh, give his hand at trying to be a college quarterback. So it was a really good battle through the spring. No, no, no starter was named and then came in. They had two true freshmen. Uh, actually, Nate Martins was here last spring. I have to jump back. A kid, a kid graduated from high school early. He came in. He was part of that spring battle. And then Will just kind of won the job, uh, you know, uh, by being more consistent, making less mistakes here from uh, August 1st until, uh, you know, last uh, this past Friday when uh, Farley said he's our guy. Um, he was just a little more consistent. He's not big. He's only, they list him at 5'11". He might be only 5'10", but uh, he can make all the throws uh, that I've seen. Uh, he is a little uh, quicker than, uh, than what you, uh, you saw out of Eli Don. He's not going to, he'll get out, he can get out and make plays outside of the pocket, uh, you know, where Eli was more apt to stay in the pocket. Um, so there's, there's that factor that the Cyclones haven't seen from the Panthers. 
in the uh, maybe the last couple of meetings, but uh, he can get out of the pocket and make plays. Um, very sad. I mean, a really strong arm, uh, you know, and I think they like his athleticism. And right now, I think he won the job because he's the most consistent. He made the fewest mistakes, and that's what that was almost the number one thing that uh, when Coach Farley and his offensive staff, every time you talk to one of those guys, is we want a guy that's going to make the fewest mistakes. Yeah, that's what's going to be most interesting. Is is I guess twofold. One is, you know, his first career start against um, a defense that's continued to improve at Iowa State, but also how does Iowa State handle his dual threat ability? Because that is one area in the Big 12 that, you know, maybe teams have tried to, you know, get their quarterbacks out a little bit against that 3-3-5 defense. So I think that that dual threat ability and his ability to escape a little bit will be really interesting to watch. The, the one thing Matt Campbell did touch on too, though, is, you know, I think people look at some of what they lost, especially, you know, Way Miller at running back, but you know, like he said, they've rotated running back so much that these guys have experience, and you noted that at the top with Trevor Allen. Campbell really, um, you know, said he thinks their tight end play with uh, Briley Moore is exceptional. Are those the two guys, you know, to maybe keep the closest eye on? Um, and you know, what do those two, you know, players represent or present this defense? Well, you know, Bradley Moore is a big piece. I kind of, I can't believe I missed, I uh, walked over him earlier, but he's a big piece. I, I, I think he's a safety piece. He can make big plays. Um, he just uh, was uh, put on the senior, Reese's Senior Bowl watch list to play in the Senior Bowl. He's, I've already uh, through camp this year, and he's been hammered, or not hammered, but he's ham- been uh, hurt a little bit or slowed a little bit by a hamstring injury, but he's been full go. Last week, he was like his first full week. Um, but almost every week there was a, a different NFL scout was in and they're specifically looking at Bradley Moore. So this is a guy, you know, he's six, three, about two forty, two forty five. He can run, you can block. Um, I think that'll be a safety net for Will. Um, he's a very good player. Um, and, uh, that, that's a guy they will rely on. And then, uh, Trevor, Trevor Allen has got a lot of playing time in his uh, four years here, uh, in his first uh, couple of years, he was more of a, like a, they would, they would uh, split him out in the slot a lot. And last year he, he split a lot of reps with the uh, Wayne Miller and, uh, you know, and that, so he's got a ton of experience and I think they like some of the backs they got back to the couple of them been uh, banged up a little bit, but Alfonso Soto, a kid out of Muscatine has been really good. Uh, a true freshman named Nick McCabe is out of Caledonia, Minnesota. He was originally, uh, in Minnesota camp. And I think they wanted to be a linebacker. He wanted to be a running back and he ended up in, uh, ended up here in Cedar Falls. Uh, so he's, he's in the mix there. Another guy by the name of Trey, uh, Taylor Brookins, who played a lot late in the year last year as they were trying to limit some reps with their top two guys that they were a little banged up. Um, uh, so they got some experience there. And like I said, I mentioned some of the receivers. I think the receiver group uh, is pretty deep along when you factor in Riley Moore. Yeah, and, and it's important to know, uh, you know, I, I touched on at the top that they do lose some key pieces offensively. But like we just talked about with Allen, you know, this is a guy that played against Iowa State even back in 2017. Uh, had 12 rushes for 87 yards. So he's played at Jack Trace Stadium. He's an upperclassman, senior in that offense. And maybe they lose a guy that rushed for 900-plus yards last year, but I think uh, Allen rushed for 600-plus and has been in those moments. So uh, I don't think Iowa State thinks that UNI is lacking at running back, even if they lose their starter from last season. When Iowa State's been upset in this game, uh, you know, in some of those recent years, it seems to typically come down to maybe – Northern Iowa has been better in the trenches. Now, Iowa State is much better at an offensive line and the defensive line entering this season. They return almost all their starts on both sides. But what is you and I like in the trenches this year? Because when they've had really good teams, it seems like that's an area that they start with. 
uh, you're, you're going to really, I, I really like their offensive line. There's a ton of potential there if they can keep them healthy. You know, you look at the tackles, depending on who they play there on, uh, you know, at right tackle, it's a, a Spencer Brown. He's 6'8, 290, a big man. And then on the flip side, it's either going to be Trevor Penning or Matt Vanderslice. They're 6'7, 6'8, both in the 300 pound range. They can really do some things there. Uh, and then Jackson Scott Brown at left guard, he's going to be starting maybe, I think, his 33rd game here. I'm, I'm, and a consecutive game for you and I at left guard where they're breaking in. Maybe it's new guys. Mason Nyson uh, started some last year for the Panthers uh, at center. He's the number one guy there right now. And then Nick Ellis at right guard started some last year, got hurt, missed uh, both of the remainder of the, uh, probably like the last six games of the season last year. Um, so every one of those guys has had some playing time. Uh, you know, the, I think they're, they're really fine. They're, they'll be fine there. I think when they, if they can stay healthy, it's going to be a good group. They're going to be strong. They're going to be a, they're going to be aggressive and physical and, you know, play to that whistle. Uh, it's really what their offensive line coach, Ryan Clanton, has uh, really implemented. You, you, you go until you, you hear that whistle, you know, and you don't slow down and you're going full speed, full, full speed ahead until that, that whistle. You know, you flip over the defense. There's uh, some new guys in the middle, Jared Brinkman and uh, Tim Butcher uh, at uh, the defensive tackles. Uh, both uh, great wrestlers in high school, uh, so you kind of like them. They're not huge. By, you know, it means that not, I mean, when I say that, not tall, uh, but they are, they, they are really, uh, they've been calling unmovable forces. Brinkman this year, this past summer, uh, set a UNI uh, bench press record with a 500 pound bench press. And then Butcher, not to be outdone, set a UNI record and he had a 690 pound squat. So, uh, you know, two guys that are going to really good in the middle. That's what they're really happy there. And then on the outside, Seth Thomas has got a ton of experience. Uh, started some games and then the other end is Ellison Smith who I think was second on the team last year in tackles for loss the guy can really is really a rush in uh, can really get after he's tall he's 6'5 uh, so uh, I think they like their defensive and they're deep there too uh, guys you can another couple of guys you can hear are Bronte Wells Christian Boyd and a Devin Rice some guys they really like in there um, uh, as backups I think they can probably rotate uh, seven or eight guys there what is the biggest question defensively is it linebacker? I think they're pretty, off the top of my head, I think they're pretty experienced at the defensive backfield position. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but is it the linebacker area that's maybe their big question going into week one? All these guys are going to be uh, somewhat first-year starters. You know, uh, outside, uh, Alfonso Lambert started some last year, and uh, you and I will flip, and depending on the situation, we'll flip from a, their standard uh standard 4-3 lineman and they'll go with a 3-3-5 three, three, they'll play an extra safety so there's some factor in there too where they might play five safeties at times uh they used that some last year they were kind of a 50-50 depending on the situation where they were whether they're going to play a third linebacker or a fifth safety um so Alfonso played a lot last year uh this is a bigger starring role for him uh, he's a junior he's been around um, and then Spencer Kugler is a transfer from Iowa Central he I know uh, last year uh, he's got three years of eligibility left I know uh, he was in. Uh, he got recruited by some Big 12 schools and some Big uh, 10 schools. Uh, ended up here. He's the the new guy in the middle. That's going to be. He's like a Cresco native. It's going to be. He's going to be man calling all the plays. Uh, so it'll be interesting that he's new. So that's that's a that's the factory. And he came in at in the spring, and so he's been through the spring. And they say he's just gotten better and better with those 15 spring practice, and then through fall he's gotten better and better. He's going to be there. And then to the right of him at. Uh, Another linebacker, Bryce Flater, is a kid who started uh, was on special teams last year and it just stood out all year on special teams. And then they had two or three linebackers get hurt, and he had to step in and start in the playoffs. So he's got he had playoff starting experience, but he doesn't have a ton there too. So 
that that is a question mark there. They got they got some young they got not young guys there, just some guys that haven't started a lot. Uh, they played, but you know, they, they're not a ton of snaps. Uh, you know, two or three starts here. You know, maybe play a two or three series a game, but not full time starter. So that is an area where you know there might be some concern there um, because these guys, none of these guys have really started as a unit together. And then to round this out, uh, what what would you say? going into this game on Saturday are either the biggest keys for you and I to, to find success or to, to maybe win the game or maybe the biggest questions they face. I guess those kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Well, if, you, if I recall, if I go back to that last game, 2017, last time they threw two pick sixes in the first half and that game ends up what 42, 23, you know, you take those away and that's a real close game. Um, so they got to avoid the big mistakes. You know, there's going to be mistakes made, but they got to avoid the big, big mistakes. They can't hand uh, Iowa State uh, points uh, like they did two years ago. Uh, but uh, if they can do that, maybe sustain some drives, get Will McIlvain, you know, comfortable with what he's doing, and get him, get him maybe in a rhythm early where you know he gets some confidence and boosts some confidence. His first, he's going to be jacked up. You know, this is the place he was going to go play football. And then he decided to come here. And now he's going to be playing there. It's his first start. You know, a lot of things factoring in his head. They need to, you know, get him calmed down and, you know, into this. That's a key right there. And then uh, defensively, they just can't give up big plays. Uh, I think the the back end of their defense is pretty good. Uh, the front end's pretty good. That middle linebacker, or that linebacker core, that's, that's where, are they going to get tricked? Are they going to get out of position? Are Iowa State's going to find some things there? So, uh, those are some things, uh, some general things there, you know, just about anybody, but really the mistakes that they can, if they want to be, a, have a chance late in the game, they gotta, they gotta kind of stay away from giving up, giving points, uh, give a hand in points to Iowa state like they did two years ago. Well, Jim, uh, thanks for taking some time. I, I've done my initial research, uh, but uh, I learned a lot more uh, by listening to you and uh, that'll help me throughout the week. And hopefully everybody listening will have a better idea of what to expect as well. So thanks for taking some time and uh, I'll see you up in the press box on Saturday. You bet, Alex, anytime. That's going to do it for this preview episode of the Cyclone Scoop. Thanks again to Jim Nelson for coming on to help preview the UNI Panthers. Iowa State will kick off on Saturday at 11 a.m. Central. Kickoff is set for Fox Sports one that's going to do it for this edition of the cyclone scoop i will talk to you again after week one of the 2019 football season